Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, Paris lover, devoted boy mom, and a typical Capricorn who is an Enneagram 8 leader and overachiever. After launching my business during COVID, it grew faster than I anticipated and quickly turned into all the things I hated about toxic corporate overwork culture. Now I'm restructuring it to prioritize the lifestyle I desire and break free from overworking without compromising my income. It's easy to get burned out doing all the things that made your business the success that it is today, but that success is still available when you prioritize yourself over the business. Personally, I'm restructuring my business and focusing on writing my first book, speaking on stages, teaching groups of women how to run their business led by a lifestyle first philosophy and building a community. Join me every Wednesday as I give you the inside scoop on how to balance business, work, motherhood, self-care, and mental health. I'll share my raw thoughts on entrepreneurship, the reality behind the scenes of building a successful online business, and how business women in pop culture imitate real life. As your marketing coach, I'm also going to share my experiences with contractors, clients, having a team, as well as personal and business branding, practical business and marketing advice, strategies, and tips. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode where I'm about to tell you all the tea of how it was going back to corporate after being a full-time entrepreneur at that stage for three years and how I managed my schedule because it was wild. And I worked at two different places in this short time span. So buckle up because I have a lot to tell you. Last year, around September, I decided to go back to corporate. I had some really major pivots that I planned to make in my business, one of which is because I was burnt out. I will talk all about that in the next episode. It's just about what it was like hiring a team and to avoid the mistakes that I made. But I was burnt out. I knew that I also, my business was no longer aligned with my long-term vision. Part of my long-term vision is to work less in day-to-day services and to work more with speaking on bigger stages where I have more access to more people without having to do long-term things like my coaching programs. I no longer like that business model anymore. And so I knew that I wanted to change my business model because I didn't like how I was running. But also I had some really big, very lofty financial goals that I already was accomplishing because of how much money my business made a tremendous amount of money last year. And so I hired a personal finance coach and I was paying off all this stuff. But I also had some other things besides paying off debt. I was traveling to Paris actually in the month of September. I did go to Paris um, with my brother and I already knew I was buying this expensive Louis Vuitton bag at the Louis store. Like I knew I was buying that. I was planning to separate from my husband and get my own place with my child, which I am in now. And I was starting to want to invest into like stocks and think about my future. So I needed to get a job so that I could take the time that I needed to reset my business without stress. And you know how it is when you like, say you want to make a big change in your business and you know, it's about to, you're going to have to take a financial hit usually you do a bunch of stuff in your business to prevent that, right? So you still overwork. Or if you have a partner, in the case of me at the time, I technically still was with my partner. So it's like, I wasn't really too stressed. Like I didn't have to pay the mortgage. But at the same time, you think, man, if I don't make X amount of money in my business, what am I going to do with my finances? What am I going to do? So I wanted to maintain my lifestyle. And to me, it was important to maintain my lifestyle without continuing to put stress on the business. And so anyway, one of the biggest reasons, though, that I had to maintain 
income, didn't matter where the income was coming from, whether it was a business or a job, is because I had people working for me. I had a team. So my mom had been working for me since uh, March of 2021. And so March of 2022, I mean, September 2022, she had been there for almost two years. And then I had an OBM who had been with me at that point since February of 2022. So she was there for seven months. So it was very important for me not to let these people down who depended on me. And I depended on them tremendously in the business. So I decided to go back to corporate. And oddly enough, the same month that I was thinking, like, I, I really need to figure out, like, a job situation while I can do this business stuff, an old coworker of mine reached out. I used to run the marketing for four mall properties here in Georgia. And they had a huge layoff. And they laid off my entire department. My boss's level and my level got laid off. I was a field marketing manager. And this guy was one of the managers at one of the um, directors at the mall for one of the properties. And he reached out to me and said, Hey, we need a marketing director. I wanted to, that was one of the titles that I was really aiming for when I was working in corporate. And I really didn't get an opportunity to be anybody's marketing director officially. And so this was like a big deal. And you know, like when something happens like this out of nowhere, you're like, the universe is telling me that I made the right choice. So in my mind, the universe was telling me this is the right choice to go back to corporate. And here is your opportunity. And it paid really, really well. Like I was making good money. So I was like, okay, I was almost at six figures. This was perfect. So that was my decision. I decided to go back. Um, one of the first things I want to talk about in this episode to help you, if you're trying to think, should I go back to corporate? Cause Letitia was able to do it. And you saw, I was, I was holding that shit down for a couple of, um, like for almost a year. I'll tell you how I had to rearrange my business schedule to allow me to work in corporate and still maintain the business. Because this is the one of the first things that I had to do was rearrange my business's schedule to align with me having to be at work between the hours of nine to five. So I decided that whatever offers I will be doing will have to happen in the evening. I still had people in Revolutionary Brand. So my calls were typically on Wednesdays. It went from Wednesdays at like noon or 10 or 11 a.m. to Wednesdays at like 5.30 p.m. Then I had to arrange what other offers I was planning to do. This is when I started thinking about doing the membership because I had already made some plans for the membership. So the membership was launching this month to a private group and opening to the public in October. I knew that I was going to be going back to corporate. So the schedule for the calls in the membership were only on Tuesdays and they were between 6 and 8 p.m. The reason I chose 5.30 or 6 p.m. is because I know that I pick Liam up at 3 o'clock every single day from school. And that allowed me a window of time to give him attention before I had to get back to work. It allowed me time to get home and maybe prep for my calls and still be able to handle my clients, whatever it is that I needed to do. This is how you have to think about business when you're working full time and you're running a business that's an actual business. Like my business wasn't my business was still popping. So I had a lot of people that I was still serving. So I needed to make sure that I could handle the schedule. I was also doing strategy sessions and different things. So I had to have days and windows of time where strategy sessions could happen. The biggest decisions that you're going to have to make is around having structure with your day. Every single hour of every single day was time blocked. And I followed the process from the book, the 12 week year. I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes. This is something that I always talk about. I even even have a 12-week year planner that I created inside of Notion that's going to be launching in my shop when I relaunched the shop in August of 2023. Anyway, 
it was just really important for me to follow a very strict schedule to make sure I had blocks of time where I could get every single thing done. And I really made that shit work. Like hands down, I made it work. I also want to really talk about how I made time for both my child and myself. Because I think what happens when we have work and then we have children and we have husbands and wives and different things going on, we forget about ourselves. We forget about our health. We forget to actually spend quality time with the people. They're there, but we forget to spend quality time with them. So on my schedule, every single morning, Liam, when he woke up in the morning, I always have been the cuddle parent. Like he wants to lay with me in the morning. And I read, I watched a video where they, a, a child psychologist talked about how important it is at three points in a child's day. The first point in a child's day is when they first wake up. It's very important for you to give them attention at that time because it's important to them to feel like they have your undivided attention. The second point is after school. If your child is a stay-at-home child, maybe they're younger, it's going to be like around the middle of the day for them. But my child is a school-aged child, so for them, it's after school. So right after school, they need your attention. And then at bedtime. And so I made a point to give Liam attention in these windows. So in the morning we snuggled, I took him to school and I picked him up from school most of the time or my mom picked him up. When I picked him up, I would hang out with him on my calendar. There was a block of time between three and four that was just for Liam. And then also I made sure I had dinner with him. On the days that I had my membership or revolutionary brand in the evening, I moved up my dinner time with him to five o'clock versus six o'clock, which is when I would normally want to have dinner with him before he goes to bed. But this is how I had to manage my schedule for him. In my schedule, every single day, I had a time block that I definitely had lunch. Nobody could book meetings with me. And on the weekend, I definitely was like, I do not want to spend my weekends working because that's what you'll do, right? If you go back to work, but then you also have a business, what you'll do is take the weekends and now that's work time. No, I wanted my weekends to be for myself. And so I did not make my schedule be around me guaranteeing that I was going to work on the weekends. I wanted to make sure I had time with Liam. So I would do stuff with Liam. If I did need to do something with my business, I would pick a block of time on a specific day and I would make sure I made arrangements for him to be taken somewhere so that he had fun. But it was important for me not to feel like a bad mom. I went out with my girlfriends and if they invited me to dinner or as a hangout, I made time to do those things. I would go on my walks on the weekend and go by the water and just go out for drinks and do whatever it is that made me happy because I knew I needed time for myself, for my mental health, because I was taking on a lot at that time. It's very important for you to recognize that you have to still take time for yourself and make time for your family, whoever's important. The next thing is you're going to laugh because I want to talk about how I got approached by another company for another job that paid even more money that I ended up taking. But before I transition into that, I want to talk about how like how I planned to make money in my business during the transition when I knew that my schedule was now going to be basically all work in corporate. So again, I told you I had a mental note of, okay, this is coming up. You're planning on going back to corporate. You need to think through your offers. In the summertime, I had the idea for doing the membership. I was hosting these workshops. I told them in the second workshop that I think I was going to open up a membership and I ended up doing the membership. I knew the membership could be one day a week three weeks out of the month that gave me one week that I didn't have anything to do. So I knew that that was going to give me time to breathe. 
I also knew that this would be a good cash injection because people would be paying a quarterly fee. So every quarter I would get an influx of income. I knew that this was a good idea. And then I had goals for how many people I wanted. And the more people I get, the more monthly income I would have. So at some point it would be enough money anyway, you know? So I thought about all of that. I also thought about doing things like strategy sessions because those things would be like two hours long, but it wouldn't be a whole coaching program, which was going to take too much time and stress me out. I also knew that eventually I was going to bring back my VIP days in a different format, but I knew I would bring back my VIP days because I only have to do two, three of those, and it makes really good income and revenue for my business, but they're also very short-term, which as I told you, I did not want to have these long-term things. When you're having these thoughts about your long-term vision in your business, you have to think about what things, what offers do you have to create to serve your community that's going to get you to that long-term vision? And I think sometimes we don't have enough perspective or vision. We're not visionaries like we're supposed to be. As a CEO, you're supposed to be the visionary for your company. You have to think beyond the next 365 days. I think so often we get stuck in the current year and planning for the next year only in the fourth quarter, the third quarter, that we're not even really thinking about what about two or three years from now? What about five years from now? What about 10 years from now? Where do I want to be and what would I need to do right now to lead myself on that path that I need to get there? And so for me, I knew I needed to do very short term things, host a masterclass, do a little workshop here and there, have the membership, do a one off strategy session. Don't do anything long term and that will bring you enough revenue within the business to still have the business making good money, but also you know you don't have a lot of time. And that's how I thought through. So when you're thinking through what offers you can do, what are some things that will allow you to work later hours, earlier hours? What are some things that will allow you to not even talk to people? Having something digital would be great. Think about those things and make them happen. So I told you, I got approached by another old coworker. I had a really good reputation for doing marketing work back in the day so, when I was in corporate. So another old coworker reached out and said that they were looking for a VP of marketing at this startup company. I interviewed, I get the job. It pays my six figure. It was paying the salary that I was paying myself actually in my business. And it was my goal salary. So I was paying my goal salary. I had stock options. I was like, this is, a dream come true. And I started that in January. So I left the other job after only being there since September, really, really October. Um, but I left the other job. The other person was perfectly fine. The thing about working in marketing is it's a it's an industry in corporate where you get laid off very easily. And so the reason they hired me was because they were going to do a development project. And then all of a sudden, the development project didn't get approved. And I was like, they're going to end up laying me off. So it was like, again, I felt like the universe was saying, here you go. Here's another opportunity because this this one is probably not going to work out. So I was excited about getting that second opportunity and it paid even more and it had more flexibility. When I interviewed, she was telling me how, oh, she loves that I have a business and oh, if Tuesdays is membership day, I have a person who does volunteer work on Thursdays and he doesn't even come in the office on Thursdays. We have an office in person, but you can work 100% remote if you want to. So I was thinking I hit the friggin' jackpot. 
And so this was the perfect opportunity for me to start segueing into bringing back the VIP days and doing some of my coaching stuff a little bit more because I felt like this was a job that gave me more flexibility. She lied because she ended up laying me off and she kept making comments about how she's happy I have my business to fall back on. It was a whole thing. I'll have a whole episode just on this layoff and how you should be careful about the level of transparency you give when you do go into corporate. This episode is brought to you by Revolutionary Society. Revolutionary Society is a dynamic quarterly membership community tailored for ambitious female entrepreneurs seeking holistic business growth and transformative marketing strategies. As a member, you'll tap into expert guidance and comprehensive resources, masterclasses, workshops, and Q&As covering marketing mastery, productivity, business operations, work-life harmony, personal development, and more. Immerse yourself in a nurturing, diverse community of driven women, all collaborating and supporting one another on their entrepreneurial journey. Visit RevolutionarySociety.com to learn more and to join. Actually, I'm going to tell you guys this now. I don't want to have to do another episode just about that. So, you know, I worked for this company um, and she was praising me and telling me how great I was. But toward the end, when she was laying me off, she just said, you know, we didn't hit our quarterly sales goals. And I was thinking a lot of you feel this way about marketing too. Marketing isn't your sales team. It's your lead generation team. So when she was telling me she didn't hit the sales goal, I was like, yeah, that salesperson needs to step their game up. But she was like, yes, I'm going to have to let you go. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and some of the comments that she made that made me realize that you got to be really careful when you go back to corporate. A lot of you are nervous about what to post on social media when you go back into corporate. And I used to always say, it shouldn't be a big deal. You know, if you're the same person at work and the same person online, then, you know, it's something separate. But I think the, the be, me being a VP level, it didn't look as good as, as it would have looked if I was just a marketing manager. But I had coworkers who kept checking my LinkedIn profile and making comments to the CEO about how much I post about my business on my LinkedIn, but never about their company. And she didn't actually say anything to me. Another person said something to me. So I thought it was weird that the person who was my boss, which was the CEO, wasn't coming to me. But, you know, it started making me feel like I can't post about my business. And LinkedIn was a channel that I wanted to start leveraging more for my business. So it was really hard for me to understand. But then at the same time, I thought, Leticia, you're in this really big role at this company. They don't want you only talking about your business because they want you to show loyalty to the company. So I stopped posting about my business on my LinkedIn. I kept it all on my Instagram. Instagram and everywhere else, but I did respect the LinkedIn profile and stop talking about it. But I feel like also I was too comfortable sharing that I had a business. Like if we were at lunch and they're like, so, you know, how's things going? You know, otherwise I would mention like, oh, my business is great. The more I mentioned my business and it wouldn't be like in the office, it would be on a lunch break. Or if we were having like a storytelling session, I would tell stuff about my business because my business is very important to me. The more they started questioning my loyalty to the company And it ended up being an issue too, because I made an agreement with the lady that, yeah, I'm going to come in the office sometimes. I'm happy that you have a physical office. I miss being around people, but I have to leave this office every day around two or three o'clock. So I have to pick my child up and it shouldn't matter because I didn't have to be in the office. Remember I told you, she told me that, but then at the end she kept saying, yeah, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with you because I was coming back to the office around three and you were never there. And I was thinking, you know why I wasn't there because... I have a child. And also you said I didn't have to ever be in here. And I told you, she kept making comments about how great it was. I have my business to fall back on and everybody knows your business is number one priority. I said, why do you keep saying that? 
I haven't been saying that my business is my number one priority. I am very much here and doing the work and I am prioritizing being here. And she said, no, everyone has been making comments. Several people have made comments about how your business is the number one priority for you. And it, it, I realized that it was a huge mistake ever being transparent. And this is why people lie on their applications. And I think this is why people lie during interviews is because you don't feel like it's a safe environment for you to share all the parts of you. But being in the online space, I got so comfortable being able to be authentic and be myself. I forgot the corporate politics of having to hide parts of yourself. I forgot all about that. And I, I forgot how much I hated it. I do not regret going back to corporate because I made a lot of money in a time where I was really trying to figure out things in my business. And it did not, it made my, my lifestyle not skip a beat. And that's what I like. I don't want my lifestyle to ever be affected by my business decisions or my financial decisions. But I also do not miss not having to fake it, not having to look a certain way to, a, to, to, a, like appease people and to appeal to people. Anyway, the next thing I want to share with you is how I maintain my marketing and selling. I need you to be realistic. If you already barely market on a consistent basis, you're going to do even less when you go back to work. And I'm a marketing person and I fell off, but I knew I would fall off and I planned for that. So my marketing, when I launched Revolutionary Brand, I launched it through email primarily. I did not rely on my standard marketing strategy, which is video content for three weeks at a time to launch. I knew I couldn't maintain that. I was doing some video content, but for the most part, I wasn't. My mom was editing these little video clips for me and she was just posting those things. But for the most part, you know, I did an email launch and I still got two people in Revolutionary Brand. Was it three? Oh, yeah, I got three people. Two of them did it live. One did the, D the DIY version of Revolutionary Brand. So I got three people in the program during a launch where I primarily just launched via email. And that was a huge success for me because normally my launches are very forward facing. So I was very happy with that, but I knew that it was going to be hard for me to show up on social. And the thing about marketing is however you decide to do it, whatever strategy you go for, you have to see that strategy through. I wrote out 16 emails because I had pre-launch, launch emails, and then post-launch emails. I sent out like 16 plus emails. It was a lot of work. I hated every minute of writing it, but I was so happy to not have to worry about my sales process. Like I knew I had done my job. I knew I was going to be in DMs and I made time for that stuff, but I did not have the pressure of having to show up on social media and I really had a hard time doing it. I think what you guys would want to hear from me is how did I feel doing all this? Like how was I how was I feeling working all the time and then having the business and then trying to maintain my life? I can honestly say that while I was tired, I think that I did enough preparation where I actually felt good the entire time. I had to wake up at the butt crack of dawn. I would wake up at like 5.30 sometimes sometimes just six. I used to wake up at 6.30 with my kids to get them ready for school and I had to drop them off between 7.15 and 7.45. But I started waking up a little bit early so I can have a little bit of time to do some stuff for my business, check my emails, get my schedule. So I had to wake up earlier. I had to go to bed earlier as well, which was hard for me because I like to stay up late, but I had to make the decision for my health to go to bed at a normal time. I actually had to tell my husband too, do not come in the room and turn on the TV after 11 o'clock because I need to get 
rest and I need undivided. Like I need my sleep to not undivided. I needed my sleep to be uninterrupted. And I needed him to take my child to the bathroom because we take him to the bathroom at midnight. And I said, I need you to do this stuff. And I delegated. I told my mom that I wanted my child to be happy. And my husband and my, my, my life is just really busy right now. So I needed her to pick my child up from school every day, just about and play with him and entertain him and make him feel loved and having attention because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that as many, as many days as I wanted to. I told my job that I have a child in both jobs. I told them that I have a child and it's important for me to pick my child up every single day from school because that is one of my jobs. And so most of the time I was leaving work at two to get to my side of town and to pick my child up every single day and be home with them. And then the rest of the hours between, you know, three fifteen and five, I was on the clock, but remotely and all of the companies accepted it. Now that last one didn't accept it very long, but they still accepted it. And I worked for them for six months. They didn't lay me off until, well, I worked for them for like four and a half, five months. But I, for those five months, I left every single day at two that I went into the office. I only went to that one a couple of days a week. I felt like I missed how I had been marketing in my business before. I felt like I had a closer connection with my audience and my um, community. But I also knew that I was doing the best that I could and I was happy with what my best looked like at that time. You need to be happy with what your best is. So tips if you want to run your business while going back to a corporate job is first have an exit plan. How long do you plan to work? Know that timeline so that you can have set into your mind what your deadline is for whatever accomplishments you need to make in your business to get to a place where you don't feel like you need that job. How long do you plan to work? What financial milestones are you trying to hit before you go back to being full-time in your business? What business milestones are you looking to hit as well? And then create a project roadmap with all the goals and what needs to be done for you to get there. The second thing is set clear boundaries. Boundaries for sleep, boundaries for communication, boundaries for your time, boundaries with your clients, boundaries with your schedule, boundaries with your project timelines. Set clear boundaries with everyone in every aspect. Boundaries at that job. Don't y'all email me on the weekends. That is my time. You know, the thing about going back to corporate when you technically don't need to be there is you have the balls to say, uh-uh, not okay with that. No, I need to leave at two. I don't care what y'all say. I'm leaving at this time. Take it or leave it. And they will take it. Ask for support and help. I told you, I asked my husband for help and I just basically started delegating it to him. I asked my mom for help. I asked for help when I needed the help. I delegated more things to my mom in the business. I delegated more things to my OBM in the business and I accepted that help because I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot as a woman and a partner and a wife and a mother and a sister and an aunt and a human being do all of that on your own. Trust someone, anyone to help you. Take care of yourself, go for the walks, go and eat lunch, get outside, stand up. Don't get back into a corporate office and sit on your ass the whole day. It's not good for your health. Get sleep, go to bed sooner if you wanna wake up earlier or you have to wake up earlier for that community. Make sure you 
enjoy your weekends. Don't just make them work days because now you don't have as many work hours. And give yourself grace. You can't do all the exact same things the way that you were doing it when you were 100% full-time in your business. And that's okay because you don't need to. It's okay. I hope this episode really helped you see what it was like, the real of what it's like going back to corporate. At the end of the day, I think it was a fantastic decision. I made so much money that didn't have to come from my business. I was able to create my offers the way that I wanted to. And now I'm happier than ever in my business, 100% happier than I have been in a long time in my business because of the time that I took to restructure it and bring it back how I saw fit. It was very easy for me to go back to being full-time in my business and I missed it. Um, If you guys want to know the real feelings, I missed having control over my time. I hated having to be somewhere specific and having to socialize when I didn't feel like socializing and having to get on the road. That commute, I forgot what it's like to commute. I did get to listen to a lot of books and my podcasts that I like, but I could do that shit at home. I missed being able to control my entire schedule for my day. I like that if my kid's randomly sick or just doesn't want to go home to school or doesn't want to go to camp, that I can just stay with him and hang out with him on that day or go to lunch in the middle of the day. I don't have to talk and tell people where I'm going or what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. We have a luxury of being a business owner and getting to control ourselves and our lives. And I will never take that for granted ever again. Would I go back to a job again? If I need it to, I would. You cannot be ashamed of making that choice for yourself. I don't care how successful your business is. If that success does not bring you the amount of financial um, security that you need at any given point in time, do what you have to do because you have a life to maintain and it costs money. Okay? If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and leave a review to let me know the moments you enjoyed the most. For insights, tips, and conversations, connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. I'm always at Her Marketing Coach. Together, let's continue empowering ambitious and driven women in business. Talk to you next week.